0: god i'm sure some people who don't know pastor will be wondering okay so is this the announcer Uh, yes uh the bible says how beautiful are the feet of them that you know bring good news um next time i will be the one to announce your (laughs) praise god (laughs) i love to announce such so next time i will do for you praise god um God is good. I said God is good. Uh, Society today's testimony is just a testimony, you know, to the fact that the world is still working. And that if you can uh, put your faith on the line, God is always, you know, there uh, to honor your faith. The problem is that a lot of us, we always love to be sure of everything. And the way faith works, the Bible calls faith uh, the the evidence of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for. So, whether not seen or hoped for, both of them could know that it's not in your hand yet. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it said things not seen, things hoped for. And the, the real faith is the one that can. Uh, move you to action, move you to rejoice, uh, move you to take steps, even though uh, the real thing is not in your hand. That's when it's fate. And that's, that's what I'm encouraging somebody to learn from a testimony. When God speaks to your heart and there's the, 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 the peace of God in your heart, then you, you, you should take steps, you know. You should take steps. And God is always on time. God is always on time. Uh, The Bible says we should add patience to our faith. So sometimes God will want to build patience in you and try to work something out. But according to the time of life, because everything has its time, God will always be on time for you. In the precious name of Jesus. Uh, Tonight uh, um, we'll we'll be praying as we partake of, of, of the communion. Before we do that, I'd love to share with us and create a direction uh, for, uh, for this month and the subsequent uh, messages of the month. We're starting, a new, uh, uh, starting on a new direction of teachings from today, uh, which centers on this spirit-filled life, how to engage the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to live through our own lives uh, so that we can Uh, cease to be ordinary. Um, I remember a while ago I visited uh, someone's store, a friend's store. And while I finished talking, you know, I was supposed to pray at the store and all that. Then she introduced a manager to me, the lady who runs the store. And the lady happened to be a Muslim. And while I was just chatting out, I just told her that Oh, I also came from a Muslim background, you know, and all that. And, you know, that I gave my life to Christ. (laughs) And she kind of asked me the question about how I gave my life to Christ or maybe why I gave my life to Christ. Uh, So the truth was that I was trying to preach to her, uh, but she was trying to slow me down to query my, uh, uh, my decision or my understanding because she felt it was hard that, oh, you, you know, There's supposed to be one of us. Now you are. I'm not just on the other side. I'm the pastor of your boss. Uh, But because of the way I opened my heart to her, she started asking me some questions. One of the questions she asked me um, was that, can I explain what happened to me that made me take the decision? And you see, that day I tried to explain, you know, I got a conviction in my heart about the fact that this is the right thing. I got convicted of my sins, you know, and different things. And, you know, as I was talking, I I realized that uh, she, even though she was following, but I felt deeply on my inside that she didn't understand one word of what I was saying. Because it it sounded so vague and not very real to her. And as I drove off from that place, um, I was just meditating in my heart, and the Holy Spirit started telling me, you know, just speaking to me about the fact that, look... uh, what you are trying to do is my job and you know some things can be taught some things can only be caught you 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 some things are just part of nature you can only you know catch them you you can't you can't teach them so you can't teach somebody how to be born again it comes by revelation Something in your heart connects with the Spirit of God. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Now, if you're not saved here, you may not understand what I'm saying. But perhaps tonight, uh, God can, you know, connect your heart somehow. But if you have a a, a real, real salvation experience, then you understand what I'm saying. Uh, Because you really cannot explain uh, the works of the Spirit in the heart of a man. Especially at New Bath, at that beginning. And then many other things also you know, continue to connect here and there. And that, that's, where, that's how we make progress in God. So uh, this new season we're sharing on the spirit-filled life. The spirit-filled life. And um, I just love to start out today by... I know this is something that some of us have heard many times, and this is something that may also be new to some of us. I just want to start out today by discussing the person of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll partake of the communion. I hope that is okay. The person of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit. I, I want you to join me in your Bibles. Uh, let's read from, from the book of John. John chapter 14, and I'll read from verse 16. John chapter 14, I'll read from verse 16. John 14, and verse number 16. Ask your neighbor, do you have a Bible? I'm going to run a campaign in this church. Operation Own a Bible and bring it to church. Praise God. Uh, because it's always displayed on the screen. And these days, especially on Sundays, you know, I always teach with slides. If not, I would have said, let's just remove the projector. At least for one month so we can get used back, I mean, use again to our Bibles. But because it hates my teaching especially when I I teach with slides. That's the only reason why I'm not going to do that. Uh, Because some of us are now so used to, just you come to church and you just think they will display it. Let's go. Because you must have your own Bible. We're going to share more about that this month. You cannot cultivate the Spirit-filled life without the Word of God, which the Bible calls the sword of the Spirit, being very close to you. The word of God is what the Holy Spirit uses to walk in our lives. That's why the Bible calls it the sword of the spirit. Is, is his sword. He uses it. The spirit of God may not be able to walk as much as he wants to walk in your life if he doesn't have the sword to walk on you. Because he will use your sword for you. Praise God. It's the word that is in your spirit that the Holy Spirit will use to walk on your life. Somebody say with me today, Yeah, John chapter 14 I'll read from verse 15 and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you and I will not leave you orphans I will come to you say amen somebody father we ask that you breathe upon your word this brief time of sharing spirit of God we ask that you reveal yourself to us in the precious name of Jesus So the bible talks about the holy spirit here uh, and he says he will send us another helper that he may dwell in us. That the spirit of God may dwell in us. And um, uh, the, the, the other word that was used for helper there was comforter. And Jesus said in John 16, he said, uh, um, he said, you should not mourn because I'm going. Because I will send you another comforter of the same type with me. Another comforter who can do everything that I can do, that I have done, that will make you miss me. That was what he was telling the disciples. It's like somebody who, who the only thing I can compare to is is death. You can imagine a, a father at his deathbed and his children around him. And he says, look, you know what? You don't have to mourn. And these are my reasons. One. Is this. You have um, this uncle who is the same with, as me. Anything that you need is going to give you. Uh, much more than that is the administrator to my estate. And see, they, Ade, they, see your name. Two billion. James, see your name. Three billion. Uh, Ruda, see your name. Don't cry. How often I sound! I'm saying? And he says, beyond what is written in this, this page, any other thing you need, just talk to your uncle. I still have reserve. Don't cry. Just let me depart in peace. He said, anything. He said, I'll send you another helper of the same time. When Christ was here, not only was his disciples not sick, their relatives partook of the healing grace that they carried. So you, you read in the Bible about the mother of Peter, mother-in-law mother of Peter who was down with fever and Jesus went and he healed her. You know, uh, It means it was, it was a norm you know, just around them uh, for them to receive their healing. And they saw other people too being healed. If they have uh, they had anybody in their family who had a, a demonic spirit uh, Jesus cast out the demons because they were casting out demons from strangers on the streets. So how come we won't do for them? Uh, Peter needed money and Jesus just said, you know what, uh, go, and get, get, go and fish. Pick the first fish that will come. Open his mouth, you will see something inside. It's a gold coin. Uh, sell that one, use it to pay your tax on my own. Those were the kind of you know, experiences they had around him. They, they didn't lack anything. He said, when I send you out two by two, when they returned, he said, when I sent you out two by two, lucky anything, they said nothing. They met all their needs. They healed their bodies. They, they had fun. They saw things that they'd never, that never seen before. They saw miracles. And then this man now said, I'm leaving. And he said, but I will send you another comforter, another helper of the same stature at my level. And the truth is that the Holy Spirit... Is the third person, we call him, of the Godhead, third person of the Trinity. And he is the, actually the executive hand of the Godhead. He's the one that executes the counsel of God on this earth. Are you still with me today? I said, Are you still with me today? You see, the, the, the three persons of, uh, of the Godhead, of the Trinity, they, they had their peculiarities. I'm going to share more about that in the course of the month. Uh, in the benediction uh, that, that we take, you know, generally in Christian gatherings, uh, you know, Paul was, was praying, uh, was t- talking, you know, in one of his letters, and he said, uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's the grace, the Bible says, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, even though he was poor, I mean, even though he was rich, he became poor, that you and I, can become rich. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It talks about the love of the Father, of God the Father. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it was talking about the fellowship. The fellowship. It was talking about, you know, the connection. It was talking about the friendship. Because that's how we connect with the Holy Spirit and partake of what he has for us. We're going to talk a little more about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit in the course of the month. Uh, But but for today, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit has an assignment in your life and in my life. That assignment was based on the recommendations of Jesus. He has an assignment in the life of believers, even as an assignment in the life of unbelievers. You know the truth? The Holy Spirit has an assignment in the life of a young believer. And he also has an assignment in the life of a mature or a maturing believer. The Holy Spirit has an assignment in the life of a young child. And he also has an assignment in the life of adults. He has an assignment in all of our lives. He has an assignment. He has something that he wants to do. The Holy Spirit is like, is like water. He say water has no enemy. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's why in John chapter 7, when you read from verse 37, uh, Jesus was saying, if any, man let him, let, if any man thirst, let him come to me. He said, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, if any man thirst, let him come to me. He said, uh, uh, because out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the Bible says in, in verse 39, he say, he talks about he, he was talking there about the Holy Spirit. Which is going to give to everyone that will believe in him. So the spirit of God is like water. Whatever you, whether you are young or old, I mean, say as, as, as an infant, you need water to mix your baby milk for your feeding bottle. As an adult, you need water to prepare your meal. What, see, the Holy Spirit wants to participate or partake of your experience in Christianity, notwithstanding where you are, whether you are a new believer or you're an old believer is the common denominator. Jesus called him the comforter. He's here with us to comfort us. He's here with us to make the life of a believer comfortable. You know the truth. The Holy Spirit is the number one helper of destiny for a believer. He's the number one helper of destiny for a believer. The number one helper of destiny for a believer. We couldn't have gotten saved without him. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3. uh, The Bible talks about the fact that. No man can say Jesus is Lord. Except by the Holy Spirit. So we we got saved. Through him. And he helps us in different ways. Before I go into the different ways by which the Holy Spirit helps us. (laughs) Excuse me. I want to just. Uh, um, show you two scriptures about what Old Testament prophets said about him. You see, if anything important is going to happen, on the face of the earth, Jesus, I mean, the Bible says, God speaking, he said, I, I will not do anything except I reveal it to my uh, servants, the prophets. Uh, they, they started talking about the Holy Spirit and what he uh, what, what would do in your life and in my life hundreds of years before the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. I mean, has fully come. Uh, um, uh, um. Let's read from Isaiah 44. I'll read from verse 3 to 5. Isaiah 44 and verse number 3 to 5. Isaiah was talking about the Holy Spirit here. Isaiah's prophecy about the Holy Spirit said, I will pour water on him who is thirsty. And I wanted to see how it describes the Holy Spirit. He said, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and flood on the dry ground. Somebody here today who is thirsty. Somebody here today who feels like I, I feel like I'm on dry ground. What you need is the Holy Spirit. And flawed on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendant and my blessing on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass like willows by the watercourse. One will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call him by the name of Jacob. Another will write with his hand, the Lord's, and name himself by the name of Israel. What, 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 what was Isaiah saying here? Was saying, "Look, uh, uh, this prayer that is coming is going to be so refreshing. It's going to be so comforting. It's going to make people fruitful and give them the ability to produce." And much more than that, this spirit will connect people with God. That's why he said, you know, they will, one will say, uh, I'm named after the name of Jacob. This spirit will bring them into the covenant, will bring us into the covenant. By the way, you know, we've been sharing about the covenant in the past few weeks. One of the greatest benefits of the covenant. Is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. In fact, it is the ultimate promise of the covenant. Because when you read uh, Galatians chapter 3 from verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, uh, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hang on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. So you realize that uh, the, the, real, the big deal in the covenant for the New Testament believer is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Because at the end of the day, the Abrahamic covenant, the Abrahamic blessings, the AD blessings that we have been describing for many weeks, we only find Maximum expression in your life will, you know, so forth strongly in your life when the Holy Spirit is there as a comforter. Are you still here tonight? I said, are you still here tonight? Uh, I want you to note all the scriptures so you can take your time to meditate on them. As we discuss the fellowship with the Spirit this month, one of the things that we need to dwell on a little more is the idea of meditation on the Word of God. Today, we find ourselves, you know, doubting whether the Word works or not because the Word really has not received a place, it doesn't have a place, a landing spot on our heart. Because when you give your heart to the Word of God for the purpose of meditation, the Word starts to take root in your heart. And that's when the Holy Spirit starts to move. What's the best way to to deal with your worry and your anxiety? Choose not to think on what makes you worry. Choose to think on the word of God. It gains a life of its own in your heart. I hope you understand what I'm saying. When you start to meditate on it, when you start to think about it, do you have a need that is stronger than you? Perhaps you need money and you have been thinking, That the deadline is soon going to be here. And then you are becoming a bit worried. If only you can just, you know, step, you know, on yourself. I mean, just just try to hold yourself down. And pick one or two scriptures. That talks about what God has done. About what you are worrying about. And I begin to meditate on it. And you see the comforting power of the Holy Spirit, you know, just, you know, sweeping through your being. And begin to just think about it. Think about it. You know what I love about the word of God? Is that it has the power to change the prevailing picture in your heart. That's why sometimes when you meditate on the scriptures very well, you start to smile. Because the picture starts to change. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Look at what Joel prophesied about the Holy Spirit in Joel chapter 2, when you read from verse 28. Uh, Joel prophesied about the Holy Spirit. This prophecy is so old, so old predates, you know, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of years before Jesus came, before the John the Baptist, uh, for the first time will mention that the Holy Spirit will come to indwell man. Joel chapter two, verse twenty eight. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on the men servant and maid servant, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And these are those days that the prophet spoke about. And you see, in these days, the Holy Spirit is so Active, or he wants to be so active in the life of a believer to the end that he he can can change pictures in our heart because there are certain pictures that are overpowering for us. For some of us here, there are things that you don't ever want to remember. Encounters of the past, they just flash through your mind. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to break the hold of that encounter on your mind. Somebody stay with me today. Uh, things that you, know, you remember and you are afraid. You are shivering on one spot. Things that you remember and tears come to your, your, you know, your eyes. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to break such from your mind. They Generally, you know, we just lose their hold over your life. But it takes you really allowing the Holy Spirit to work on that mind. To work on those pictures. And break them. And stop them from haunting you. And stop them. You know. From stopping you from fulfilling destiny. That's, that, those are the things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. Those are the things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. So the Bible calls him. the comforter. God wants. To make me comfortable. And he wants to make you comfortable. How he wants to do it, It's through the comforter. It's through the comforter. It's through the comforter. John 16, I'll read from verse 5. John 16, I'll read from verse 5. I'm describing, um, maybe the next five minutes or so, the attributes of the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to pray. John 16, I'll read from verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you and when he has come he will convict the world of sin of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more and um, of judgment because the prince of this world is already judged so I, I said the Holy Spirit is a comforter in the life of a believer uh, but in the life of an unbeliever, the Bible says uh, Jesus said, "It will convict the world of sin." He said because they don't believe in me. So it's the Holy Spirit that can do the work of con- conviction in the heart of an unbeliever. When we preach the word, we just we try to sow the seed of the word, and then the Holy Spirit rides upon that seed to bring a conviction for sin into the heart of a believer. He said, "It will com- convict the world of of sin." Of righteousness because I go to the Father. Because our righteousness will receive after Christ has gone. Jesus said, Except I go, you cannot have him. Why? Because what opens you up to him is your righteousness. And that righteousness only will, will, will only come to you when I have gone. Because it's when my blood has been presented in the Holies of Holies of Heaven. That's when the Holy Spirit is released to you. And that blood will only be presented when I hung on the cross. When I hung on the cross. That's why I said, look, uh, until I go, this will not happen, that will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are redeemed from our sins through our belief in the fresh work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But the number one work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer, post redemption, post salvation, is to shape us into the image of Christ. See why many believers are struggling today to be strong? Is because uh, uh, you know Scripture says, "Our uh, righteousness is like filthy rags before God." We 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 did not gain redemption by good works, and that's what religion thrives on trying to please God, trying to do stuff, uh, obeying laws, and, you know, following precepts, you know, and uh, making sure that, you know, we cross uh, the T's and dot the I's. That's what religion thrives on. And at that point, we begin to feel like, it's because I've done this. That's why I'm at peace with God. It's because I've done that. that. This is why God has forgiven me my sin. Or this is why, you know, I'm special before God. No one is special before God. It's the blood of Jesus that redeems us. And then we submit ourselves to the hand of the Holy Spirit. That's how we grow. If you are here today, you are struggling with your spiritual life. It's not going to be by the struggle of, I set my alarm. I wake up at 5 a.m. Then I kneel by my bed and I say, I ban the devil, I the devil, I the devil. Some people have more faith in their prayers than the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why they say, but I've done three all night and nothing has happened. Because you feel it's the three all nights that will bring the result. You have even forgotten the Holy Spirit in the scheme of things. You are praying, but you didn't even ask the Holy Spirit, also Holy Spirit, what is next? What should I do? By the time your faith is in the length of your prayers, not in what the Holy Spirit is telling you, you enter one chance. Nobody call one chance. <laughs> because we can, we can get so caught up with works that you feel like if I can just pray five hours stretch, now, something will happen. But after the five hours stretch, I'm not saying don't pray. But after the five hours stretch, what is the Holy Spirit saying? And what is next? If within the five hours stretch, you cannot hear the voice of the Holy Spirit To say this is what to do or this is what I am doing and this is what I want you to do, the prayer is wasted. You only have faith in works. The works, you know, the struggle. And that's why some people after a period of time, they start to, you know, pull back. Why? Because um, they're not getting results and they have done all the works. The Holy Spirit is the one that keeps us in the kingdom of God. No man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. If the devil comes to meet me and I say, "How do you know you are saved?" The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. You can't say because I speak in tongues. Papa La was speaking tongues. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not. I don't mean tongues like that. But they say gibberish too. <laughs> It's the conviction of the Holy Spirit within. You cannot explain it. (laughs) I don't know if somebody is following me today. Glory be to Jesus. You know, in Romans chapter 8, I think verse 16, the Bible says that the spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That's what I'm talking about. It's the spirit that bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And it's when you, you, you need to get to a point in your work with the Holy Spirit that you can say boldly, that the Spirit is bearing witness with my Spirit. Secondly, the, 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 Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of holiness. So if you are here today, you are still struggling with sin and struggling with a clean life. Or the ability to live a clean life. As we partake of the communion tonight, I want you to release your faith and release yourself into the hand of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter one, verse four, the Bible calls him the spirit of holiness. He is the spirit of holiness. is the one that can destroy the taste of sin in a man's life. You know the things you see I have appetite for? It's the Holy Spirit that works within us to destroy the taste for sin. Some of us have very high propensity for for lies. We can tell lies. We don't have to think. And until lies start to become repulsive to you by the help of the Holy Spirit, you don't start to slow down and actually tell yourself, this is not okay. It's the Holy Spirit that brings us to that point where. We begin to detest the works of unrighteousness. Ladies and gentlemen, sin primarily is not the act of sin. It's a nature. It's a nature. And it's the Holy Spirit that destroys the nature of sin in us. Paul was writing somewhere, he said, Though our outward man perishes, he said our inward man is renewed day by day. I think that's Second Corinthians chapter 4, maybe verse 18 or 17. Our, our, our outward man perishes, but our inward man is renewed day by day. It's renewed. Our inward man is renewed. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The inward man is the new man after the nature of Christ. That is renewed by the Holy Spirit consistently. And then the outward man, which is the, the flesh, is, it tries to break its hold upon you consistently, as you walk with him, what appeals to the flesh will no longer appeal to you. Even in natural things, when we joke, when we, when, we <laughs> I know I say, well, 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 okay. okay, let me say it. You see, those days in university campus, when you see a deeper brother, the way he dresses and the way he carries himself, something tells you that this baby mini will not do anything to him, as in he doesn't I know he's bold face, I know he's not real. But that's the mindset we had, isn't it? That you see you see all the wassup boys moving around, all the babes, you know, that are not wearing much, and you know, but you see the deeper light brother eh, with his Bible under his armpit and looks at all of them. Children of the devil. And he walks away. What makes him to be able to do that? You know, I'm just painting pictures. Don't. This is not... Uh, <laughs> I hope you understand. <laughs> uh, what makes him to be able to withstand what these other boys... Can, I mean, what they gravitate towards. And it's going in a different direction. When we interpret that with a natural mind, this is what we say. We say uh, uh, that... Uh, that guy is spiritual. Am I saying the truth? Am I saying the truth? Yeah, you say it's spiritual. Especially when, as he's passing by, he's speaking in tongues. Or singing, praise the Lord. Oh, single, single, praise the Lord. <laughs> you say he's spiritual. He's a spiritual guy. That's what you say. But you see, I really want to believe that. Because we have tested it before. And we see that some of them, too, is braggado. When, you, <laughs> when push, <laughs> you know, comes to show something else. Was just like the story of the, the, the brother that uh, this one happened in Obafemi Awolowo University. One of my friends witnessed it and told me. You know, th- this guy, uh, they were going to um, another institution for, to join some guys for uh, rural evangelism. They're going to Adeyemi College of Education in Oyo. To join his brethren for revival evangelism, this brother missed the bus. Then, as he missed the bus, and he was say, "Ah, And it was supposed to be a weekend, you know, event. They would go to the village, preach the word, and all that. So, he was still amazed when he heard from his roommate, who was a member of Kegait, that Kegate too were directing at ADM College of Education that weekend, and the Kegait bus was still available. So, bro, you can ride with us. You understand what i said? So, this is you can ride with us. But we are also going to Oyo, you know, and they were going to the same school. But, I mean, these ones are going forever. They were going for a gyration, weekend gyration. You know, so this brother said, okay, no problem. We joined them. You know, and uh, as they were going in the bus, I don't know about you, boy. Uh, when I was in university, uh, gyration was fun. I, I didn't mean that I gyrated, I was already safe. <laughs> but as you are passing, you, you, are, you are hearing there are this thing. Even you that you are born again, you, you will be feeling it. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You know, all their songs, very, really lovely songs, and then they wear that, you know. <laughs> so, as we were going in the bus, you know, they gave Bro, uh, uh, Bro was uh, flipping through his Bible. They, uh, they were diary. After a while, uh, the song started entering his spirit. So, it started all the song. <laughs> Before you know it, ah, brother was clapping and gyrating. <laughs> <laughs> to call the long story short, by the time they got to Oyo, brother gyrated for the weekend, We didn't do evangelism. <laughs> you know, as they were going to the balls, the first uh, round of wine they served. The brother didn't say anything. Second round. Told, but then they were going to fourth round, and gyration was becoming heavy. The brother took, took one round. They just said, uh, and I didn't make this up. Somebody that was in the bus told me. I'm serious. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that we, we, we have levels. And Paul said, though our outward man perishes, our inward man is renewed. Renewed. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to destroy the taste bud for sin. And because sin is primarily a nature, the nature takes you over, then you act. Like the child of the devil. That's what he wants to work on. He wants to wear out that that nature while he renews the nature of God on your inside. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Human beings can try. They can prop you up. They can encourage you. But the truth is that the best thing anybody can do to, to you, to make you grow, is to pray for you. We can, we can give you words of encouragement. But the best we can do is to pray for you. Because when we pray, we engage the Holy Spirit to do His work in your life. That's why Paul said, my little children, uh, for whom I travail in back until Christ is formed in you. Who forms Christ in me? Holy Ghost. But when somebody is traveling for me, they are moving the hand of the Spirit to move in my life. What you cannot do today that you are craving for, works of righteousness, the things of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit that works in you to be able to do them over time. That's what the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. It wants to grow something that is uh, still in its infancy in you. Something that you have potentially but has lost or uh, uh, has not gained the power of efficacy. The Holy Spirit wants to develop it in you. What does it mean to bear fruit? It means for something that has a seed to grow through you, and potentially, as a believer who has the Holy Ghost on your inside, you have the seed of righteousness, and the Holy Spirit wants to develop it into a fruit that other people can eat from. Say, Amen. Somebody, amen. that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life. The Holy Spirit is also a quickener, a quickener, is a quickener. It's a quickener. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Can James says it will also quicken your mortal body. To quicken means to revive, to inject life, to reinvigorate. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. How can a believer be on the upward swing and things are all always just happen, your joy is always full, nothing really pulls you down. It's that the, the Holy Spirit is doing the work of revival and quickening in you, and especially in your body. When the Holy Spirit is quickening somebody's someone's body, sicknesses cannot stay there. Said so if the spirit that, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit will quicken, it would make alive. So tonight as we partake of the communion and as we get into this new season when we emphasize the works of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer as we emphasize the need to live the Spirit-filled life. You need to subject yourself afresh to the workings of the Holy Spirit. Somebody needs to believe God that in the next few weeks anger will wear out. It will fade in your life. Because with this anger you have spoilt many things. 2014, I'm not supposed to be spoiling things. I'm supposed to be building things. So when you release yourself to the Holy Spirit, it helps you for certain things that will destroy to fade out. And for some other things to start to build up in your life. The Holy Spirit is, is, is our covenant illuminator. He illuminates us from within. That, those are the things he wants to do. He releases his light Upon our darkness, light. Jesus said, "When the Comforter will come, He will teach you all things. He will reveal to you the things that you don't know." Last night, tonight, the Holy Spirit is our love doctor. Romans chapter five, verse five. Romans chapter five, verse five says, "Now, hope does not disappoint." Because the love of God has been poured out of our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Love is very critical for a pleasurable life. month of February I thought about loving the unlovable, you know, and all that. Those are messages you need to get and listen to over and again we have the full series, 100% love by God, you know, and all that. Those are messages you need to listen to over and again. But much more than that, you need to recognize that it's the Holy Spirit that is our love doctor. Because there are situations where you will never be able to walk in love, that people will never be able to love, except by the Holy Ghost. Except by the Holy Ghost. When Christ hung on the cross and they were nailing him and they said, Father, forgive them for they know not. The working of the Holy Spirit. Working of the Holy Spirit. No man, no natural man can do that. Absolutely impossible. Absolutely impossible. So when a man is working with the Spirit, it may be safe to say, "Quote and unquote," he has lost his mind. Yeah. Because the truth is that not that. I mean, on Sunday I'm going to talk more about that. Natural man cannot do certain things. It's just impossible. He's not empowered to do it. But when the Holy Spirit starts to live in the life of a man and starts to take a man up and a man is submitting to the Holy Spirit, he starts to do the things that natural man cannot do. Tell me the natural man in his natural state that will be subjected to that kind of humiliation and will still be praying for his enemies. It's not possible naturally. There's no natural man that can do that. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need to lean on him. When he rubs up on us the things that we cannot do naturally and to gain the power to do them. Ladies and gentlemen, someone may be here this evening listening to me right now. You are still um, arguing whether it is in the Bible, whether cigarette is wrong or not, you know, and uh, whether this habit is okay or is not okay. You see, when we engage in certain kinds of argument, it's a proof that uh, we, there's something in us that really converts these things and really want to do them. And a lot of the time, despite the fact that we know that maybe this thing is destructive, it's not going to take us to where we're going, you know an order, but we argue. But when the Holy Spirit kicks in, when the Holy Spirit starts, when you submit yourself to the Holy Spirit to walk through you, He reveals. Jesus said he will reveal to you all things. He will reveal to you why that argument should not stand. So you don't need man to engage you in an argument. Argument will dissolve. Then grace will come upon you. Live your life, in the image of Christ. Lift your right hand with me this evening. Lift your right hand with me this evening. Just begin to ask Him, Holy Spirit. I'm inviting you into my life afresh in this season. I invite you into my life afresh. Come on, somebody, open your mouth and begin to talk to him right now. Holy Spirit, fill me up afresh. Holy Spirit, fill me up afresh. Holy Spirit, fill me up afresh. If you can't, lift your two hands to him. Lift your two hands to him. Just tell him, Holy Spirit, in this season, I want to be a friend. And forever, I want to be a friend. I want to be a friend. I want to be a friend. You are my comforter. You are my number one helper of destiny. Teach me not to look at man, but to you. Teach me not to look at man, but, to, uh, but only unto you. You're my number one helper of destiny. Tonight I submit myself into your hand afresh. Teach me to love. Teach me to pray. Likewise, we know not how to pray as we heard. Romans eight twenty six. 26. But the, the, the Spirit helps us. Is the one that helps us. Is the one that teaches us how to pray is the one that helps us. Somebody, I need to speak to God this evening. Tell Him, Holy Spirit, I'm engaging your help like never before, like I've never done before. I want to be able to engage your help like I've never been able to do before. I want to be able to engage your help like I've never been able to do before. I want to be able to engage your help like I've never been able to do before. If there's anyone here, you have lost anything in the first quarter of this year, he did not maximize an opportunity. You lost money. Whatever. I want you to talk to the Holy Spirit right now. In this second quarter, you will not lose anything. The Spirit of the living God will guide you. It will lead you into all the truths. You will know where to be. You will know what to do. By the help of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you just renew your commitment to Him this evening. And just tell Him, Holy Spirit... Have your way in my life. Feel my heart afresh. Take your place. I just release my heart to you. I just release my heart to you. I confess that I cannot do anything without you. Cannot do anything without you. I recognize you as the helper of my destiny. I recognize you as a as comforter. Someone here tonight, you need to tell him, Holy Spirit, connect me again. Maybe you feel a disconnect. Just need to tell him, Holy Spirit, connect me again. Connect me again. Reconnect me, Holy Spirit. Reconnect with me, Holy Spirit. Reconnect with me, Holy Spirit. I want you to concentrate at this time. Don't be distracted. And just tell him, reconnect with me, Holy Spirit. Reconnect with me, Holy Spirit. Reconnect with me, Holy Spirit.